back to the StarCast. We're coming off of a two-week break, and boy, do we have an episode for you this week. So we're interviewing the girls' soccer team. Uh, Their season wrapped up probably about a month ago or so, and we are doing a debate between Zach Herman and Henry Schmidt. They will be debating universal health care, and I definitely recommend you listen to that and let them sway your opinion in terms of universal health care. For athletics this week, we have football sectional finals tonight and volleyball semi-state tomorrow. So this is the second time in South Adams history that a volleyball team has made it to semi-state. To me, that is extremely exciting. I'm sure it is to many of you. I definitely recommend you go watch that. I also definitely recommend that you go support the football team as they try to make it onto regionals. They were defeated by Monroe Central the last time that they played, but there is a belief that they will make it out tonight. So go cheer them on. Give them the benefit of the doubt as much as you can by being in that student section or even parents. Just be there in the bleachers supporting uh, the kids that either your kids have grown up with or they may actually be your kids. So let's go ahead and get into the girls' soccer interview. We have some members from the girls' soccer team, two seniors, Allie and Macy. We sort of forgot to do the soccer interview this year. It got left out in the haste of doing all the sports. So we're doing it now. It's kind of late, but it's sort of an advantage because their season is wrapped up and they have more to talk about. So our first question we have for them is just tell us about your season so far. And like, so what is the hardest team you face? And like, what is your easiest competition, you'd say? Blackhawk, Canterbury. They're We've never beaten them, so they're no, pretty... No, yeah, I would definitely say Blackhawk is probably our hardest competition. Mm-hmm. They've always been good. Like, they win sectional a lot, and they yeah. go to a lot of the sectional championships. Our easiest team we probably play is probably Marion or New Haven. New Haven, I would say absolutely. We beat them. They're horrible. Yeah, we beat them, what was it, 10 to 0? Yep. And yeah. so we, like... Is that, like, a mercy rule? Yeah, or? we mercy yeah. ruled them. That's, usually it's higher than that, but... The mercy rule is new this year. Yeah. So we if you're winning by nine, then it's like running clock. Yeah, you only play. We usually play eighty minutes, but with mm-hmm. the running clock, it's sixty minutes. Yeah. How fast did you score the ten points? Uh, it took us a little bit into the second half. Yeah. To get ten. So not not that long. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What was your your both favorite memory of all of your years in soccer? Um, my favorite memories are just like riding the bus. Like, there's just a lot of funny stuff that happens on the bus. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. The bus rides are a lot of fun. Specifically, my all-time favorite memory, though, was my sophomore year. It was our round two game of sectional, and we beat Bishop Lewers in the last three seconds of the game to go because to the championship because <laughs> I scored it. And so that's my favorite memory. Wow. So, yeah. And what would you say to future South Adams soccer teams? Um, I would say just to like have fun and stick with it. I feel like there's a lot of people that like in the summer, they feel like they can't do it because we run a lot. And I just think that if you just keep going, it gets easier. Like you get more in condition and stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely important to, you might not think to get involved, but it's, I think to get involved is probably the most important thing. Like it's a lot of fun meeting new people. It's a little intimidating as a freshman coming into a high school sport, but it's definitely worth it. Perfect. So um, obviously you guys are back-to-back ACAC champs. And so what was the hardest team to beat in the ACAC? And can you tell us a little bit about that game? 
Yeah, so the hardest team in the ACAC to beat was Jay County. And in the first half, they scored one point, and we just could not get any of our shots in the goal. Mm. And um, so we kind of got down about that at halftime, but we came back in the second half, and I scored our first goal. To tie it? Yeah, yeah. to tie it, okay. one to one. And then in the last, was it like three minutes or so, I like ran in on their goal and I scored again, and then we ended up winning that, and that was our definitely yeah. our hardest game. Allie was oh. that, an absolute stud that game. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, she really came in clutch there, so that was really good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, and good job on your season. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's it. Stretch your smiles. It's joke, joke versus, versus joke. joke. Joke versus joke this week. We have both Colin and Alec here at the same time. So uh, we'll start with Colin. So Colin, go ahead and tell your joke. What did one fly say to the other fly? I don't know. What did one fly say to the other fly? Your man's open. Classic. You have now run out of Trent Lehman jokes. Yep. So you're going to have to start <laughs> being creative here. Yeah. All right. Alec? What is a skeleton's favorite snack? I don't know. What is a skeleton's favorite snack? Spare ribs. I like it. All right. Well, thank you. Voting will be on the StarCast account. We have Zach Herman and Henry Schmidt in here to debate whether or not healthcare should be universal throughout the nation. And Zach was sort of thrown into this last minute, so he didn't have any time really to prepare. So I allowed him a little bit to find a source and he can keep that source open while he debates in case he runs out of topics because he's basically going off the top of his head. And Henry has had a couple of days to prepare and he has a structured argument on paper in front of him. So take that into account whenever you're weighing who won and who didn't or who you agree with and who you don't. So I'm going to give them each one minute of uninterrupted introduction to their argument. And then after each have introduced their argument, they will each have two minutes to debate the other argument and try to tear it down. And then after both of them have had their two minutes of uninterrupted argument or ar arguing, then there will be a four minute free for all where it can kind of get chaotic or they can choose to be uh, uh, structured and give each other time to talk. But basically it comes down to who talks over the other person and who gets their foot in the door first. So, Henry, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Your one minute starts now. There are a number of reasons why healthcare should be universal. To start off with, universal healthcare is defined as allowing all people to have access to the health services they need, when and where they need them, without financial hardship. Now, this does not mean free healthcare for all. Rather, everyone will pay the same price, a price that would be acceptable for any class of family. This should be an acceptable option for Americans. With universal healthcare, everyone will have access to basic health insurance as well as medical services. The, thus allowing to make sure that no one will go bankrupt from medical fees. Through this, it kind of helps ensure that you're not going to have to worry about how much the pricing will cost when you're injured and you're more focused on 
how you're going to get better instead of how you're going to pay for it. Okay, and that was 51 seconds. Now, Zach, I'm going to give you a minute, and you can introduce your topic, or if you choose to, you can argue his topic, but that may weaken yours by not like setting a foundation for it. So are you ready? As ready as I can be. All right, your one minute starts now. So some reasons why um, healthcare should not be universal is A, healthcare um, being universal is going to cause taxes to raise up, as you can see in Europe um, and other places that have universal healthcare. And if taxes go up, that means more inflation, more inflation, less money, less money, not not so good for the economy, obviously. Now, now if you have universal healthcare, it's good in some aspects. I do have to agree with Henry on that, but it, it just overall, it, universal healthcare could cause a country to go into a depression. But I mean, as we saw in the Great Depression, it doesn't work. So. Okay, and that took about 58 seconds. So, Henry, you now have two minutes to debate Zach's introduction, starting now. Well, I do understand that uh, inflation would go up and that it would put America in a, a more tighter situation with money and have it to where money wouldn't cost um, with a greater deal as much as it should. But at the same time, we are, are already in, like, trillions of dollars in debt so at the same time it's not like it can really get much better from here considering the fact that we keep going in debt instead of pushing out so we've kind of already seen all that we have had a great depression before obviously and even though no one wants to go through that at the same time it's either pretend that we're not in debt right now as the way it is and pay for your own health care that some people might not be able to afford or have it to where everyone could afford it. So that way it could be universal. So everyone wouldn't have to worry about it. Okay, Zach, you have the chance to tear down Henry's argument here. You'll have two minutes just as he did. And basically what he was saying was that it's more important for everyone to have health care than it is for the nation to be in debt. But do you think that I mean, you have the chance to say here that that debt can cause more problems than the lack of health care can. And also, there is um, the wealthier people who are most likely going to suffer from this more. So I'll give you two minutes starting now. Now, um, so on, on the topic of debt, um, most, of it, most of our debt belongs to China, obviously. Um, but if we keep going into debt, China can recall their debt, and we, we won't be able to pay it back, therefore causing a war between America and China, possibly bringing Russia into the conflict. China, I'm sorry, I misspoke. China might bring Russia into the conflict, causing America to have to fight Russia and China, and then it's, it's going it, it's, it's to be a crap show. So healthcare universally, it's good, yes, I do, but it's also bad. So... so some other ways that um, universal healthcare is bad. Um, a, the um, more wealthy people, Elon Musk, um, Jeff Bezos, uh, those people, they they're going to be affected a lot. Um, and then, I mean, it's just going to screw up the economy. And I mean, taxes obviously go up in inflation, but um, 
The cost of universal healthcare systems would also depend on its structure, benefit levels, and extent of coverage. However, most proposals would also entail increased federal taxes, at least for higher earners. Um, a proposal, however, for universal health care recently published um, includes options such as 7.5% payroll tax plus a 4% income tax on all Americans um, with higher income citizens subjected to higher taxes. Okay, that took about 1 minute and 55 seconds. And I know I'm supposed to be the mediator, but Zach, I'll ask you this. Do you think that um, the wealthier people should be morally obligated to donate some towards the less privileged people in terms of health care uh, by providing taxes? Or do you think that because of our capitalist society, they should have their right to do what they want with their money and not provide it to those who are possibly more in need? I mean, I think everybody should have the right to um, use their money how they want to. But I, I honestly do think that um, the more wealthy people should pay a little bit more in taxes for universal health care if that ever becomes a thing here in America. Okay. And the four-minute, who anyone can talk first here, the four-minute free-for-all starts now. With universal health care, we'd have quality health care services. No one person would be treated better because of how much, how richer they are than the other. Earlier, we talked about how we weren't sure whether the rich should be able to uh, give up their money and to spend on higher taxes. But at the same time, you had to look at how easy the rich get off. Like, we have had a problem to where the rich have always been able to pay their way out of things, to always have, like, a higher up than anyone else, and they should share their money. I mean, I'm not saying give it all up because I understand it's your money, you've earned it, so you spend it how you see fit, but at the same time, there you know that there are also others that are struggling for you, and you can help out with that. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, um, Healthcare systems, oh, sorry. Um, So beyond individual and federal costs, other common arguments against universal healthcare, include potential for a general system inefficiency. Um, like, so sometimes you might have to go buy, say, a vaccine, not not heading towards anything, sorry. Um, but, I mean, you might have to go buy a vaccine, and it's going to cause more debt, obviously. And like I said earlier, debt's going to cause more debt, and then debt's going to end up causing a war, possibly. Um, but, I mean, but um, universal health care, I mean, it could be good. I mean, I could see the good aspects, but there's also extremely bad aspects about it, too. Like, the wealthy, I mean, they they might just keep their money and move all their assets to, like, say, China or Russia or over to Europe, and then they won't be able to collect it at all. Well, I do understand that uh, you keep on referencing back to debt, and what I feel like you should, that I know that you already know, is that the fact that we are already trillions of dollars into debt and... We're not getting out anytime soon. I know that a war could start soon, but at the same time, we need to think about America's people and not worry too much about debt since we haven't been worrying about debt for that long now. We had it paid off. We used to have it paid off earlier, but then we just climbed right back into it. Debt's going to be a never-ending problem at this rate, and especially with no one trying to do anything, we might as well focus on not obviously trying to eliminate as much as we can, but at the same time helping out our own American people. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. But, I mean, if we just focus on 
healthcare itself, I mean, we, in all aspects, it's, we, we should honestly more be focusing more on debt and paying that off before we start focusing on healthcare. Our healthcare system right now has its flaws, yes, but I, I th- honestly think the healthcare right now is working. So then, well, we could, we can keep the healthcare system we have right now, pay off or start paying off the debt instead of spending more and getting more and more in debt. Then we can possibly integrate some sort some sort of universal healthcare system, and then make the higher ups pay more for like individual healthcare and have the less not so much rich people pay less, and then they get the universal healthcare, and then works that way. So Zach, as Henry noted, we have not worried so much about debt recently. But do you have a proposal as to how we may get out of debt? I'm, I'll give you a little extra time to explain this if you have an idea. Um. Well, I mean, I think we could honestly call back our the the debt from other countries that owe us money, and then we can use that money to start paying off the debt to China and Russia and all those other places, and then, um. Yeah, I mean. We, we could honestly just recall our debt and then make it that way. But it's going to be a hard process, obviously, because uh, every country is in debt and it's going to take a long time. But the time, I honestly think, is worth calling back our debt, getting all that money, then paying off for China, Russia, um, and all the European nations that we owe money to. So Okay, so do either of you have any final notes or are you both done? Um, a note that I'd like to touch up on is the fact that the United States spends the most health care per person per year than any other country with a per person cost of $10,586 roughly. That's obviously just a rough estimate depending on who you are and how much medical attention you need. But despite spending the most on health care, health options and outcomes in states' health care is just so expensive and the main expense for that is just the administrative cost which could be cut down for the amount that we're paying it's not really that necessary also another thing that i want to touch up on is that you said earlier how we should start paying back debt then uh once we get a couple thousand or so of the debt paid then we worry about maybe possibly changing the health care but at the same time you said that you didn't want to see the point of adding on to the health to the debt for the healthcare. You know, you said that you didn't want to. You didn't think that would help America if we just added on. But at the same time, if yeah. you're worried about paying the debt off, just a couple grand or so, and then you go back and take out more debt because you're trying to help out healthcare once again, then that's just going to put us into a never-ending spot of taking some out, putting some back, not to mention, you also mentioned that maybe once we get closer out of debt, then we could focus on healthcare. But something that should be worth mentioning is the fact that it could take us and most likely will take us hundreds of years just to get out of debt. I I honestly don't think it will take us hundreds of years just to get out of debt to help the healthcare. If all the countries... um, because there's always the aspect of war and fighting over the money. But if all the countries pay pay us off in enough time, I honestly think we could get it done in at, at least 100 I mean, it's going to take at least 100 years, obviously. But I, I, I honestly don't think it's going to take more than 
150 at most to pay off debt if we get all the debt back and then we pay it off. And then at that point, I mean, we might even have universal health care at that point, and some people might have found a better way to do it as well. But, I mean, we, we could start integrating universal health care, obviously. But, I mean, at this point, I don't think America is ready for universal health care like Europe is and like Canada, and I don't think Mexico is. I could be wrong on that. Please do not fact check me on that one. Um, but uh, on, like stuff like um, PPE, um, if you all don't know what that is, it's per- personal protective equipment. Um, like PPE, that costs like a ton of money. And if like we ha- we can't just keep going into debt because, you know, war and all that stuff. And I know I keep going back to war and debt and all that, but I honestly feel like debt is a big part of healthcare because of how much everything costs in healthcare. That does make sense. And I see your point there, but at the same time, you have, you, like you said, you keep tying it back to war. But war is just a problem that everyone that we're going to have to face and admit is going to happen no matter what. And while I do understand that we want to limit the chances of war and that we don't want to just put ourselves into a deeper area of war, at the same time, we do need to see and meet the needs of our people rather than try and spend, like you said, near 150 years, maybe like at least. Give or take. Yeah. We don't want to spend that much time trying to worry about not going into war when it's something that's going to happen no matter what. I mean, it's a sad way to look at it, but it's it the definitely truth. It is, yeah. But okay, Zach, you have 30 seconds, since Henry added on the extra 30 seconds, you have 30 seconds to make one more final note, and then uh, this will settle the debate. Okay. Um, so... so um, there, there are definitely critiques, and especially in the Clinton administration's Health Security Act, um, which was labeled as government meddling in medical care that resulted in big, big um, government inefficiency. The ACA, ACA has been met with similar resistance and bombast as a result of perceived inefficiency and unwanted government involvement. Now, I mean, we obviously don't want government in. in okay, I'm that's your thirty seconds. Sorry about that. Darn okay, um, I'll put a poll on the Instagram as to which side you agree with. Um, I'm sure there will be some pre-existing beliefs that play into that. Uh, sort of inevitable. But also, I'd like to remind you one more time that Zach was literally just pulled out of government to talk about this. So not only was his mind fresh set on some other government topic, but he was also given not nearly the amount of time to prepare that Henry was. So take that into account whenever you're weighing the differences between the two sides. I mean, you can also take into account that my dad's a nurse, so I should probably know more about this than Henry does. So, You should also take in the fact that America's people have worked hard for their resources, and at the same time, we should respect that. I, I do respect that. All right, and that's the Thanks. end of the debate. Thank you, guys. Time to find that special somebody. It's couple of the week. After two weeks of being deprived of the crucial, exciting couple of the week, I'm sure that everyone listening is dying to hear this week's. I know that you guys rely on it. It sort of gets you by, gets you through the stress of school and life. So we're back, and I'm sure you're happy to hear that there is a couple of the week this week. So we'll just get right into it. This week's couple of the week goes to... Colin Subler and Emmy Smith. Now, the reasoning behind this one 
is um you know Colin seems to have a type for the Smiths. He seems to hang around one of them. It kind of she kind of looks like Emmy. So I assume his type would be Emerson Smith. And his Jeep has been seen outside their house quite a few times. So I I assume there's something going on there. Um Colin and Emerson just have to be dating. That's the only reasonable conclusion that can be made. You know, I'm actually going to back that because as a Smith, I feel like I'm an expert on the matter, right? So I I should know. Um and so I I assume this to be true as well. Um I know that uh if it doesn't work out between Colin and Emmy, there's always chance that uh, Emmy might want to date Graham or something too, like the backup subler, maybe JV Choice or something like that. Um, I don't know if there's any history there or anything like that, but there might be a connection. Yeah, I just I think sublers and Smiths go together like icing and cake, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, two peas in a pod. All right, well that's it for this week's couple of the week. We'll be back at it again next week. You can rely on that. That's all we have for you this week. I'm sure you noticed that there wasn't any trivia. We probably will be done with trivia until basketball season starts, just considering football is coming to an end. And this week we just didn't really have time to fit it in there. There's a lot of stuff that uh, we have to do outside of the podcast this week that's just occupying our time. So hopefully uh, we can get that back soon. And thanks for listening.